Mm -hmm. So we have all kinds of machines here. <clears throat> and we have a live audience. <clears throat> and uh, we have an experiment. Uh, we're trying a new device. And um, now, how do we do this? Uh, we are hearing you. I'm hearing you. I don't know if others are hearing you. I hope the ones who are wanting to... We all like to hear you, but um, then again... So, I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay, that's interesting. No, that doesn't work. Okay, this is all a little different arrangement, technical arrangement, but so it is. Let's see if it works. Om Ajnanati Madandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya no, we're still hearing you, Daityesha. Chakshuran militam yena Tasmai shigurave nama Shri Chaitanya mano vishtam Stapitam yena bhutale Svayam rupa kadamahyam Dadati svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutta Parakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavangscha Shri Rupam Sakrajatam Sahagana Raghunatang Vitam Tang Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitangscha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nivishesha Shunyavadi Paschatyadeshatarine Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namo he Krishna Karana Sindhu Dinabando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta 
Radhakanta namostute. Tapta kanchana gaudangi. Radhe brindavaneshwari. Rishabhanu sute devi. Pranamami hari priye. Jai shikisha chaitanya. Prabhunityananda shi advaita gadadhar. Shiva sadi gaurabhaktavinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Welcome back, everyone, to Saturday Sangha. After two weeks, last week I was um, having another engagement. Uh, what did we do? It was a de deity worship discussion, two days, for Central Asia, <laughs> including... Uh, Places like Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan, or whatever it's called, and uh, or I don't even know what these countries are called, Tajikistan, and such places. Uh, and so we didn't have our Saturday Sangha, but here we are, it's again Saturday, and so we can have Sangha. And we can go through Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's song from Kalyana Kalpataru. And we can do some show and tell and we can discuss all kinds of things, including, if time allows, some more discussion of hermeneutics and specifically want to look at a famous verse or two from Chaitanya Charitamrita in that regard. Uh, and, and, what else? Yeah, we will see as we go along. Something perhaps in recognition, acknowledgement that we're in the midst of Kartik month, and mm, the month of Damodar. Yeah, I think we should read a poem from Surdas. And uh, then we'll see. That's all right. It's okay. It's okay, I think. No? not okay. He says, our stage manager says it's not okay. So, there, now. Okay, now it's okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. So, <clears throat> this is Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's song number 19. And I believe this is the last of this 
series, this Upanisha series. And he begins, Kanomana, addressing the mind. Kanomana, Kamere Nachao Prema Prai, Charma Mangsa Moi, Kam Jarasukha Abhiram, Jara Bishayete Shoda Dhai. Tell me why, my dear mind, why are you forced to dance by lust? Nachao uh, is dancing. Kamede by lust or in lust. Prema pray. And why do you think that such dancing is Krishna conscious? Prema pray. Mm. <laughs> Your lust is simply abounding in skin and meat, and you are addicted to non-stop material sense gratification. Charma, mamsa, moi, kama. Charma means uh, skin, and mamsa means meat. Moi, or maya, uh, means full of or consisting of. So kama, which is consisting of um, simply skin and meat. Jar shuka abhiram. Mm, you're addicted to non-stop material sense gratification. Jar bishayete shodadoy. Shada, always bisha. Bisha, sense gratification. Um, Bisha, bish can also mean poison. Hmm. Jiber sharup dharma, chit sharupe prema marma, tahar bishaya matra hari, kama abarane hoy, prema ebe shup. The pray, prema jagau, kam dura kori. The soul's original eternal nature is pure love. Jibar sarupa dharma, its original dharma nature of the jiva, chit sarupe, in its conscious in its core consciousness, um, is prema marma. Marma here is translated as core, and <clears throat> it can mean heart or the essence. Prema marma. Tahar bishai matra hari. Uh, the sole object of repose for that pure love is Lord Hari. Vishaya hmm. Matra, the only Vishaya, um, the only object, Tahar, of it, um, of that prema, is Hari. Alas, how lamentable it is. Hmm, how does that work? 
how lamentable it is that this inherent ecstatic love is now lying in a dormant, sleeping state due to the artificial covering of this temporary lust. My dear mind, banishing this lust to a distant place, just rouse and reawaken your sleeping prema. Um, okay, supta means sleeping. Kam abarane, covered with kama. Being covered with kama, kam abarane, hoi, prema ebe, supta prai. Uh, the prai is like generally, I think. So basically, or generally sleeping. Uh, Ebe is these, I think. Prema jagau, wake up. Um, your prema, kama dura kori, koriya, and uh, put kama far away. Shraddha hoite sadhu shonge, bhajaner kriya ronge, nishtaruchi asakti udoi. Asakti hoite bhava, tahe prema pradur bhava, e krame prema upajoy. Only in the following sequence does pure love for Krishna awaken. First, one develops shraddha, faith, in the process of Krishna consciousness, and then Due to that faith, one becomes enthusiastic for sadhu-sangha, association of devotees. Then, by performance of bhajana-kriya, devotional worship, um, bhajana-kriya, ronge, in the company of the devotees, there awakens nishta. Yeah, so he's giving the whole sequence, nishta, ruchi, asakti, udoi. Um, then ruchi, taste, then asakti, attachment for the Lord. This attachment then gives rise to bhava, genuine ecstatic emotion, this asakti hoite bhava, from which tahe, prema pradurbhava, from which prema, pure love for Krishna, manifests its reawakening, pradurbhava. Only in this sequence does prema come into being. E krame prema upajoy. Um, krame is sequence, upajoy, arising, arises. Okay, and then we have ihate jotono jar she pai prema shar. Kram tyage prema nahi jage. E kram, e krama sadane boy, keno koro durasoi. Kame prema kabu nahi lage. One who endeavors for this bona fide process gets the essence of pure ecstatic love for Krishna. Jatana means endeavors. Uh, Se pai premasar. He gets this. 
pure ecstatic love for Krishna. One who neglects the proper order of this procedure, kram tyage, giving up this sequence, prema nahi jage, prema does not arise. My dear mind, why are you maintaining the wicked mentality of apprehension and fear of this bona fide method of devotional service? Ekram sadhane, boy, out of fear, boy, kano koro durashoi, why kano? Koro ho durashoi, why do you keep it at a distance? Kame prema kabu nahilage. By cultivation of your lust in this mundane sphere, you will never be able to touch upon genuine ecstatic love for Krishna. Um, kabu nahi means at any time. Um, lage, touching or take, gathering, taking up. And then finally, the fifth verse, not natakabi noi prai shokapata prema boy tahe matra indriya santosh indriya toshanachar shoda koro porihar charo bhai apurana dosha. So, by the likes of your Dramatic performance of dancing in lust, nattaka binoy. You think that this is indicative of your prema. Prema moi, shok, shokapata. You think this is your prema, but it is actually a deceptive, feigned, Imitation of prema, indriya santosh, just simply satisfying the senses. Thus, uh, you, your whole process is simply gross sense gratification. My dear brother, in uh, always reject such degraded, contemptible sense gratification, indriya toshana char. I think is charya, giving up. Casting out this grave offense, parihar, shada korohak, parihar, always casting this out. Um, Charo bhai aparada dosha. This fault, dosha of aparada, charaha, giving up. Okay, let's try it. Do we have a backup band? We can. We have a backup band.
ekrame prema upajan ekrame prema upajan ihate jatan anjar Se Kramatage Premanahi Jage E Krama Sadane E Krama Sadane Boy Kenokoto Du Nata <laughs> Indriya Santosha Tahe Matra Indriya Santo Indriya To Shanachar Sadakodo Palihara Indriyatos shanachar Sadakodho Charobai aparadha dosha Charobai aparadha dosha Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, 
Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. This song, as the last one in this series, uh, strikes me as a kind of summary, kind of concluding, uh, <clears throat> concluding the series, and uh, so the focus is on the contrast between kama and prema and the difference between serving uh, the senses and serving serving one's own senses and serving Krishna's senses. So that's very nice. And again, it's a prayer to the mind. Keno. It's, it's also a uh, kind of provoking the mind. Sort of like scolding, scolding the mind. Kenomana, you mind, why? Why are you acting like this? Uh, so in all of these songs, uh, which are, can be seen as a kind of manashiksha, we get hints, or stronger than hints, we get strong 
indicators of how we can do some mind management. There's time management and there's mind management. Hmm. Okay, uh, I want to... I may have already read this last year. I have a, a bookmark on it, but I like it, so I'll read it again. Uh, this is Surdas praising child Krishna, the butter thief, um, from Jack Hawley's translation. He's, uh, I think, giving very nice flavor uh, in the translation from the, uh, this is translation from Brajabhasa. And it goes like this. I'll read slowly for translation. Is there someone translating in Polish? Kavichan. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay, here we go. Gopal is furtively eating butter. Furtive means... Um, furtive means um, trying to hide. Look, my friend, what a bright shimmer streams from the dusk toned body of Shama. Uh, this is one gopi speaking to other gopis, presumably, uh, describing Krishna's face. Look, my friend, what a bright shimmer, a, sh a bright uh, reflection streams from the dusk-toned body of Shama with drop after drop that was churned from curd, from yogurt, trickling down his face to his chest. As if the moon rained lovely bits of nectar on lovers approaching from below. His hand lends grace to the face beside it and flashes forth. It moves quickly as if the lotus had dropped its feud, its, its fight, its argument with the moon. Um, and come forth bearing gifts. Um, look how he's risen to peer from his lair. A lair is where a lion is hiding. Look how he's risen to peer, to look out from his lair to look around on every side with wary eye, he scans the scene. And then, 
he cheerfully feeds his friends. And that's the end of the quote, and then it goes on. Seeing Sur's lord in his boyish fun, the maiden's heart, sorry, the maidens start. Means they're struck. They start weakened until their hearts are lost to speech. Thought after thought after thought. So it's describing how the gopis are stunned just watching child Krishna as he's stealing the yogurt and it's spilling down his face and his hand reaches out um, compared to a lotus. And he is uh, looking guilty <laughs> because he's he knows he's doing wrong. Um, what were we reading? That uh, the whole program of Mother Yashoda was to prepare the best of the best of the best milk for Krishna. Um, her logic was to solve a certain mm, problem in the neighborhood. The, neighbor, the neighbors were complaining because Krishna would go to their houses and he would steal their yogurt and butter and Krishna you know, for Mother Yashoda, this meant that it must be that our milk, our butter, our yogurt is not so good. He's looking for better. Okay, so I'll make the best, best, best quality. How? By taking the best of the cows, giving them the best grass, special, special grass. So eight cows, special field with special grass for them, special milk. Then he won't steal from the neighbors, right? Wrong. <laughs> and not only that, even though he has all of this, he's, what is he doing? He's breaking the pots at home as well. So he's, he's a troublemaker. But we were reading um, His Holiness Shiva Ram Swami's nice book, Damodar Leela. He's highlighting the point that Mother Yashoda is, yes, she's angry, but her anger is, it's a loving anger, and actually she's really just very happy. Uh, she's happy to see how clever her little boy is. So she feels she has to scold him, she has to um, has to tie him up, has to protect him from himself. Maybe we do one more. It's not quite so not so long. A little bit shorter. Okay, this is uh, I guess it's the other gopi ladies complaining to Yashoda. They're saying, 
Barajati kahe tenahi gopalahi. Why don't you reprimand that boy? Why don't you scold that boy? What can I say? Every day it happens. I haven't the strength to endure. He swallows the butter, spills milk on the floor, smears his body with yogurt, then chases after any children in the house, spraying them with butter whey, with the, the liquid that comes from making butter. If ever I hide a thing, even in places far off and secret, he knows where. What to do? Defeated, undone, I'm driven to despair by your son. His thefts are so clever. That wish-fulfilling jewel, that their tale cannot be told. And so, to get a hold on him, says Sur, all of Braj is flowing, dashing here and there. So everyone wants to capture Krishna. Krishna is up to mischief. Uh, and so everyone is running after him to catch him. But why are they actually after him? Because he's so attractive. Chori adik chatur chintamani jahi na katakahi gopali Gopalahi Surdas Gahibe Ke Karan Ban Ban Pirat Bahi Gopalahi. Yeah, Sri Surdas Sri Pat Surdas Ki Jai. Hare Krishna. Let's see now who's all here. Um, now I'm going to move this forward. And I have to see. Whoops, now we're hearing you again, Daitiesha. <laughs> Something changed. Okay, uh, let me ask first, uh, our, uh, it's been a few weeks now that um, Rajali Lavati was planning to show us something. Did you want to show us something? Are you with us? Yes, Guru Maharaj, I'm here. Uh -huh. I wanted to show you something. Please accept my humble obeisances. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, I hope you can hear me. Yes. Yes, finally. <laughs> I can show something. Uh, let me just see my help paper. Yes, I, um, for a long time, I had an idea to present your book 
cow care and Hindu animal ethics on the class. I teach the class uh, history of prejudice and discrimination in 20th century. So I, I want to implement um, the subject of cow care um, to the students. Now, I didn't know um, how should I do that. So I took the help of the uh, team Spacism and Anti-Spacism as a new discipline in scholarly world. So I would like uh, to make first introduction, one hour introduction into Spacism. Um, this Spacism has a several definition and the term was popular popularized by the Australian philosopher Peter Singer in his book Animal Liberation from 1975. Mm -hmm. And his definition is uh, um, this speciesism. I don't know if I say it correctly. Speciesism. Yeah. Uh -huh. Prejudice or attitude or bias in favor of the interests of members of one own species and against those of members of other species. So I would give the introduction in this new um, um, new theme by Richard Ryder, who wrote Animals, Men and Morals in 1971, then <clears throat> from Regan Tom, then from uh, Dinah Yerjorn, uh, whose books, book is uh, translated also into creation. I didn't know that, uh, her book on speciesism. <laughs> Uh, it, it was translated uh, 2009. And I also found one, one uh, interesting article, A Working Definition of Moral Progress by Jeremy Evans. So it will be one hour of uh, theory. And then I was thinking to introduce uh, the book you wrote, although it has nothing to do um, <laughs> or nothing much to do with speciesism. Um, I would quote the introduction in your book where it says that there is a growing interest in the ethics of our treatment of animals. Philosophers have led the way and now a range of other scholars have followed from historians to social scientists. Um, animals have been a merging issue in ethics and in multidisciplinary inquiry. Although uh, for centuries and um, in 20th century, uh, for decades, uh, they have been a marginal issue. Um, then I would say that at the core of all this conversation can be found a common concern. How might uh, harm to animals and the consequent suffering be mitigated in the world? Awareness of the problem is the first step toward the development of conscience. Uh, then I would say that you, in, in the introduction, write that cows in India are treated differently uh, than in the Western world. On one hand, they are treated as special, they are even worshipped, and on the other hand, many cows are neglected, and increasing numbers are victims of a burgeoning beef and leather industry. Uh, there you says that um, it is uh, difficult to understand these anomalies. And I would quote that this book has come about as a result of your attempt to understand more about cows in Indian tradition and current practice, hopefully prompting more serious discussion 
and then action to reverse what needs to be recognized as a deep anomaly and a great shame on our human species. Um, then I would say probably more um, from the tradition uh, about the relationship with cows. And um, I would give the students uh, to read the chapter three, Cows in Contested Fields, uh, Hindu's Modern Concern for Cows, because I thought it, was, it, it would be very interesting um, for students who know something about Mahatma Gandhi and, and maybe know something about um, Dharma um, and some uh, untouchables and case in India. So it would be something they could relate to. May I please uh, make a um, share screen now? Can you see something? Yes. yes. Okay. So I was thinking that students read this. Dayananda Saraswati, cover, uh, Reservoir of Compassion, and um, Mahatma Gandhi, The Law of Our Religion, and Bhim Rao Ramji Ambedkar, Compassion Denied the uh, Untouchables and Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Cow Care for the World. These four uh, chapters they could read at home. So next time when we meet, we, we could discuss. And this would be the questions we can um, discuss. In the first chapter, Dananda Saraswati, uh, the questions could be what Dananda Saraswati declare as the purpose of the book, Cow Reservoir of Compassion. Um, Uh, I think the main point would be um, that cows have to be protected as far as possible and with their protection agriculture and supplying of milk and uh, butter may increase and thereby the comfort and happiness of all may grow more and more. Then what he claims are the reasons for cows to be protected. Um, he gives them anthropocentric reasons. Um, theological argument is here of divine purpose. Then uh, he gives some statistics. He counts uh, that cow bring in the natural lifetime serving of kir for 25, uh, around 25,000 persons and hmm. that grain produced by six oxen over eight years can feed uh, around 256,000 people with a full meal. And on the other hand, flesh of a cow can feed only 80 beef-eating persons. And for third reasons, he gives unnecessary uh, killing, uh, which is simple. Then uh, we can discuss how does he organizes the aims, purposes, and rules for membership and decision-making uh, of his newly created organization, the Assembly for the Protection of Cows and Agriculture. Um, there would be discussion of his employment of the ideas both from tradition and modernity integrated with uh, political context. Then on the this second chapter, Mahatma Gandhi, the law of all religion, 
we will discuss what is the Mahatma Gandhi's idea of non-violence. Uh, less known in the West is that he viewed non-violence as comprehending human relationship to animals as well as to other human beings. Cows represents all animals for him and uh, for the benefit they render uh, to human society. Then uh, I would ask why Gandhi held Hindus more blameworthy than Muslims for mistreatment of cows. Despite professions of high regard for cows, he found that many Hindus were in fact neglectful of aged cows, over-milking, lactating cows and overworking and harshly treating bulls and oxen. Um, also, he saw some Hindus were selling unproductive cows for slaughter. Um, then we will discuss uh, the third person, Dimrao Ramji Ambedkar, um, who uh, discusses the theme mostly untouchables. How does he explains the notion of untouchability in his book? The untouchables, who were they and why they became untouchable. Um, he, um, Significant element of his argument is that untouchability may be traceable to the Buddhism of India, after which, according to his analysis, non-Buddhist Brahmins during the Gupta Empire from 4th to 6th century make cow killing a crime and become themselves vegetarian. He opposes Gandhi's idea that untouchables, if they would be properly respected, would be inclined to identify them as Hindus. Uh, why uh, is the theory that Brahmins once ate meat a controversial claim? I think that will be uh, a long discussion which will be connected with something they um, read at this next chapter, Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, how care for the world. Now, um, I would ask these questions. What is the ideological framework for cow care invoked by Swami? Uh, Prabhupada, I would call him Swami Prabhupada, although it, it brings uh, Srila Prabhupada for me to say. Um, uh, I would say that uh, he said, cow care should not at all be about so-called Hindu or non-Hindu non non identity. Rather, it should be rooted in the understanding that cows, whatever they breed, are due to Krishna, are dear to Krishna, and that they are to be regarded as one's mother with care and respect. What text Srila Prabhupada refers to, um, Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavata Purana, um, and then uh, I would say that in that text he finds and gives us the deepest understanding of the Dharma. What was um, the reaffirmation of the strict lifestyle standards he had left for his students and then I would say that out of the four principles he asks his students to do, one is also not eating meat, uh, fish and eggs, and we could discuss about that also. <laughs> so my uh, question to you would be, is this something I may do, <laughs> or do you have something else uh, what you could suggest to me? It sounds very good to me. Um... Yeah, it's nice how you're f you're planning to 
frame it uh, within a discussion of speciesism. Um, now, please remind me and tell the others this will be within a wider context of a course on. The course is titled History of Prejudice and Discrimination in 20th Century. History of, sorry, what prejudice. was Prejudice. Tragedy. Prejudice. Oh, Pre prejudice. Pre oh, yeah, prejudice. prejudice. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that works very well um, because prejudice is about various kinds of things like racism and so on. Mm -hmm. um, so speciesism fits right in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, then from there leading into this subject is, I think, very good. And I think you've chosen just the right part of the book uh, that will be most, yeah, most readable and uh, accessible and they'll be able to relate. So that's very good. And you're sort of smuggling in some information. What is Krishna consciousness? <laughs> yes. And for me, it was very difficult to think how, how should I do this? Because on the other hand, we have your book, which is based on Shastra, and we have the book, which books and articles, which are written by scholars, but we have to take into consideration the four limits of human beings. So on one hand, there, there would be Shastra, on the other hand, there will be theories of scholars. Mm -hmm. No, that's nice. I think you've got a good, a very good uh, plan. So all the best for your plan. And Thank you. So obviously all your students are able to read English enough to yes. be able to read this. Yes, we have a lot of literature on English language. Yeah. And of course you yes. can let them know that uh, the entire book is available in mm -hmm. digital form if they want to download it. Yes. In case someone's and it would be the best if, if maybe we can invite you also to present a part of your book. This would be the best case scenario. <laughs> uh, maybe not essential, uh, but okay, we can see. Thank you. Very good. And thank, thank you. So you this all. is your go saver. Yes. <laughs> this is what I could do. <laughs> Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, speaking of Goseva, we've been, we had a program with uh, Shida Mayapur. They were celebrating um, Gopashtami and uh, a few speakers. They asked me to also speak something. Um, His Holiness. Bhakti Purushottam Swami was speaking. He made a very nice point, kind of humorous point. He said, Krishna, Krishna is all-powerful. He, he can choose any profession, but he chose to be uh, a cowherd. And generally, the cowherds are considered the least qualified 
it's common that in the village the 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 one or the ones who take who watch over the cows who herd the cows they're considered the the village um you know sort of the dullards no qualification at all okay give them they can watch over the cows so krishna took that profession and in this way he actually showed his great intelligence he showed his intelligence because in this way he left Daitesha, um, how is it that we sometimes hear you and then we don't and then we hear you and we don't? I don't know. don't know how that works. Um, Krishna left all of the headaches of managing the universe to the demigods. And in this way, he, as uh, Bhakti Purushottam Swami put it, he had uh, no need for stress management. Krishna was able to enjoy life unrestricted by anxieties. He could simply play his flute and herd the cows. Okay, good. Uh, let me see now. Now, the way my screen is somehow, because we're using this tablet, uh, so I'm not able to see who all is here. Um, I'm just wondering, I think, but I'm not sure, Ananda Leela and Gorachandra, did you want to update about your your plans are you with us um, little hard to hear you can you come closer to the microphone or let's see if i can that's that's better yeah oh thank you uh yes we have more three or four months to finish this uh, very challenging uh, seva, mm -hmm. uh, and we are here um, um, working. I, I, I can um, just one second. Jai Hare Krishna. We are even building your room here in <laughs> Saganopoli, so we can uh, just show you just there. Your room now is kind of rain, rain. I don't know how to say. Oh, there. It's a small, very, very sad. But we are really working on this for the few months uh, come, to come. And uh, we have more five, five months to finish all this building 
Et donc, euh, elle me fait ça. Donc, vous aimez ce que vous avez Anyone else? Someone oui. else have something you want to show and tell or show or tell or anything combination of these? Um, again, I'm in a situation where I'm not really... I might be able to get two screens up. Maybe that's the solution. Um, but if anyone has something you want to share, you can... Shout out, as they say. Guru Maharaj, can I share? Please, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Uh, well, I would just would like to share something from our daily life. And because yesterday happened such a beautiful arrangement from, of course, Krishna's hand. So as long as I'm in Krishna consciousness, uh, that long my brother doesn't accept anything about krishna consciousness he's really against uh regarding me he said that he loves me as a sister but the, the topic about god and Hare krishna no go we will not talk about it between <laughs> us so this almost 20 years like that yes and fa funny uh uh yesterday we met with Dharma Gupta, we met with his best friends, uh, husband and wife, here in Dubai because they are here for vacation. So he ca they came to Dubai for one week and we arranged already, um, we will meet, we will spend the day together, you know, everything like this. So that was yesterday. And in the morning we went to Abu Dhabi because in Abu Dhabi is the most beautiful mosque uh, in the world, so whenever you're here, definitely you, you have to see that uh, uh, that holy place in Abu Dhabi. And because, of course, the way on the one hour and a half in one way, so we we talk about also spiritual topics. So somehow Krishna arranged that we share all about our life as a devotees. And they were so impressed. They were asking so many questions about karma, about vegetarian. About, I also explained how, uh, how we offer the food. I mean, it, because I, I, in the morning, you know, to have something to eat in, on the way. Uh, and it, we spent really the whole day together. And all the time, was, it was really Krishna conscious day. And yesterday, uh, because last week, last Friday was Diwali here, and my Sangha leader, Harinam Anand Prabhu Guru Maharaj, you met him, um, he also celebrated this, not because of Diwali uh, in that sense, but because he invited all Kirtan Dubai uh, family, those are people who are coming on Kirtan Dubai, which is like in yoga centers uh, event, when we see uh, also Hare Krishna Mahamantra, so that festival yesterday was meant for those guests and uh, 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 us as a regular participant of that sangha we were not invited because of the space because this is for a new new people and then because of the situation with friends of my brother i i wrote to 
possible and in, I invite all of us for if you can come because somehow I felt that this will be the best I mean, end of the day. And he said, of course, please, yes, you have to come. So Guru Maharaj, my brother's best friends, yes, they were offering Gilem, <laughs> singing and dancing on Hare Krishna, <laughs> uh, uh, Kirtan, and it was so amazing. And in the car, when we, because we need to bring them back in their hotel, uh, the, uh, um, uh, the friend, he said, you know what, I mean, this Dubai is interesting, you know, but the experience, the best experience which I had in, in, in the, those five days here in Dubai, I think it was tonight. So thank you so much. <laughs> I don't know, Guru Maharaj, what will happen with my brother, because I'm sure that they will share this with him. <laughs> so this is what I want to share, how Krishna's, how he finds a way uh, to give himself a totally against whatever... Uh, so yeah. it just wanted to share yeah, beautiful arrangements from Krishna's side. Thank you. That's uh, yeah. Krishna is uh, he's very tricky. Huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So Thank you, can, good man. He can he can sneak into your brother's life. He's already <laughs> snuck into your brother's life anyway, despite everything, because his sister is a devotee, so whether he likes it or not. <laughs> yes. That's the this was just extra, yeah, extra <laughs> push in a sweet way. Yeah. yeah. Good, good. Thank you. Okay. Who else? Anybody else have something? Um, some news from somewhere. Um, is, let's see, is, is Arunadoy Sri here? I just wanted to ask, um, because I think it was two or three sessions ago. Um, I don't see her. She had a question and it, on the chat, and we didn't have time for it. But I guess. Um, Maharaj? Yes. This, this is Kira Lalita. That's speaking. Um, Hare Krishna. Um, uh, Arunada Shri is apologizing that she couldn't come oh, today. Okay. She had an appointment for picking up her passport. Okay. So she apologized for that. No problem. I would like to share something. <laughs> okay. Please. Well, it's, it's, it's sort of personal, but uh, I would like to share it. It may happen to some other devotees as well. Mm, during during the chanting this morning, I don't know if that happens to any of you, but it happens to me. Um, sort of more sincere I try to be. Mm, more of this um, inner things comes up. Um, well, today somehow uh, Krishna gave me um, um, an opportunity. <laughs> I would think I say this is mostly, but uh, it wasn't fun at the time to remember like uh, things that I've done wrong and things that. 
I have um, uh, said wrong to someone or so a few major things came up in my memory and uh, and um, from being like flying around chanting the holy name and I was happy it's a it's Kartik Mantis and that um, I suddenly I pondered in my heart and uh, um, it was very humbling and I'm grateful to Krishna that he, he whenever there is some sort of imbalance <laughs> that he comes and it puts me in my place hmm. which which I appreciate very much um, and obviously thanking the Guru Maharaj for guiding me to to the real thing as a Bhaktivinoda Kula says in his songs, um, pretenders are not welcome <laughs> in Krishna's world. <laughs> so if there is anything in the heart that's not um, genuine, um, I'm grateful that I, and thinks that Krishna gives an opportunity to, to um, sincerely regret things that they've done wrong, maybe in our life, um, to someone else or um, out of ignorance as well but still Krishna is so merciful that gives a chance to um, reflect on that and and uh, become um, more real hmm. in, in my spiritual practice I just want to say thank you for a while without, without your mercy Krishna wouldn't come Hare Krishna. Well, um, what to say? It's Krishna. And uh, I remember His Holiness Tanadhar Swami making this point many times that the more, um, the more attraction we have for Krishna, the more love we have for Krishna, the more, the more humble we naturally become. Or you can take it the other way around. As we recognize our mm, our failures, our faults, our mistakes, our insignificance, um, we become more humble. And that opens us to greater attraction and... Um, and love for Krishna, as we as we see, we can comprehend or we can sense more an increasing sense of Krishna's greatness, Krishna's beauty, Krishna's perfection. Um, we see ourselves smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> So there's a kind of inverse um, function, I guess it would be called in mathematics, uh, <laughs> uh, that as we uh, appreciate Krishna's greatness, we appreciate our smallness and vice versa. Yeah. Okay, you're you're a mathematician, so you know exactly what to call it. <laughs>
Okay. Jai. Okay. What else? Um, yeah. Before I forget, uh, tomorrow is, is it appearance or disappearance? I think appearance. Day of Srila Gorky Shordas Babaji Maharaj. And um, speaking of humility, it's certainly uh, inspiring to remember his, his life, his character, his ways, his austerity. Uh, Gorky Shordas Babaji was a Babaji. And <clears throat> I was just reading, <clears throat> excuse me, um, basically had nothing except his neck beads and his japa mala. <laughs> and sometimes, and sometimes he wouldn't even wear his neck beads or his or have his japa mala. He was also maybe something of an avaduta. Uh, sometimes he would he would get some fish bones and he would throw them around where he was staying, so that when people would come, they would see these fish bones and they would think, "Oh, this Babaji, he is bogus. He's he's eating fish." And then they would go away. <laughs> because he didn't want all this attention. He didn't want all these people around. So, um, yeah, so many things about Gorky Shordas Babaji was um, not a disciple of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, we see his picture um, between, there, on our altars we have Srila Prabhupada, then Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur, then Gorky Shordas Babaji, and then Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Srila Jagannathas Babaji. Um, one might think that means Gorky Shor was a disciple of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. That's not the case. It's much more that they were friends, um, but um, Gorky Shore Das Babaji liked to spend time with Bhaktivinoda Thakur. They would, uh, he, Bhaktivinoda would give lectures on Bhagavatam, and Gorky Shore Das Babaji liked to come and listen. And presumably there was some discussion. And um, He had been living in Vrindavan, I think it mentioned, thir for 30 years. He had been a householder, and then his wife had died, and then he renounced everything. He took up the Babaji Vesha, and he went to Vrindavan, and he stayed for 30 years. And then he went to Navadip, met Bhaktivinoda Thakur. And then one day Bhaktivinoda Thakur 
said to his son, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati, at that time Bhima Prasad, you take initiation from Gorkishor Das Babaji. If you don't, um, I don't want to see you again. Don't come back. So it was quite a command. And this was a problem because Gorky Shodas Babaji was not taking any disciples. So Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur went to Gorky Shore. He managed to sort of catch him on this one bridge that he would cross every every day. Mm. He stopped him and said, I want to be your disciple. I have to be your disciple if I I'm not your disciple. If you don't accept me, uh, there's nothing for me to do but jump off of this bridge because my father won't take me back if I don't. So Goki Shordas Babaji accepted him. And Bhakti Siddhanta, despite his great learning and despite Goki Shordas Babaji himself being. Um, uh, what do you call it in German? Unalphabet. He was not able to read and write. Uh, he understood. Gorky Shord is mm, spiritually so exalted, and therefore that's what matters. Not some mundane learning. Right, um, okay, let's see what we can do. Now I have to see if I can share screen. everyone see this? Yeah, I think you can. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Hare Krishna hermeneutics. Here we go. Hold on to your seats. <laughs> we started to talk about this verse as I remember, from Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, um, based on a verse from Baladevitya Bhushana, Amnaya prahatatvam harimiha paramang sarvashaktim rasabdim tatpinnang sangs chajivan prakritika valitan tatvimuktangs chabhavat veda veda prakasham sakalama pihare Sadanam shudha bhaktim, sadhyam tat pritim, gorachandra swayam sa. So, this is in a nutshell what 
followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu follow in terms of theological understanding. And there are nine, ten points, sorry. Um, and they're quite simple and straightforward, we may say. First, we get uh, the point of pramana. The first one is, how do we know what we know? And the answer is, we know from Veda. And what is it that we know from the Vedas? Well, and then we get the next uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The next seven points are sambandha. Namely, that Krishna is the supreme absolute truth. Technically, it says Hari, not Krishna, but so Tatvam Harim Paramam. Mm. He possesses all energies, Sarva Shaktim. He is the ocean of Rasa, Rasabdim. Now, this is this fourth one is what Bhaktivinoda Thakur is adding to what was given in previous times by Baladeva Yabhushana and before him by Madhva Acharya. From nine points he makes it ten points. And of course we understand this. This point is a major, major, major point. This is what makes Gaudiya Vaishnavism what it is, we can say. Tat bin ang cha jivan. The jivas are bina angshas. They are separate parts of him, tat, of the Lord. So that's the fifth point. Then the living entity, due to his nature of marginal energy, may become conditioned by material energy. Prakritika valitan. That's all explained in that line. So um, that's explaining about our being marginal. It's, these terms don't come here, but this is the idea. Prakriti kavalitam, we can come under the uh, prakriti material energy. Tatvi muktangs chabhavat. Due to his marginal nature, the living entity in the liberated condition is free of the influence of material nature. Tat, the tat here refers to prakriti. So prakriti vimuktangs, chavavat. <clears throat> um, and then... Okay, number eight is giving us a chinta veda veda. So veda veda prakasham sakalam. Sakalam api hari, from hari or with hari. So everything in this material world is inconceivably one and different from the Supreme Lord Hari. So that's all sambandha. And then the next point, pure devotional service is the highest occupation for the living entity. 
sadhanam shuddha bhaktim. So what is the sadhana? It is shuddha bhakti. And finally, sadhya, what is the goal? Tatpritim. Pure, div- pure love of Krishna is the living entity's ultimate goal of life. So that's the prayojana. So it's all packed into one, one verse. Um, if we are wondering what is our siddhanta, we can say this is, here it is, in a nutshell. This is one way of understanding our siddhanta, but it's, uh, it's kind of a core understanding, we may say. Okay, now... See what happens. Yeah, okay. Ha, it works. Ta-da. So I had a little fun this morning. <clears throat> okay, we go to Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. And this is the beginning of the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Srila Sanatana Goswami. In Madhya chapter 20, he speaks, um, the teachings are chapters 20 through 24. So, relatively speaking, for Chaitanya Charitamrita, even though it's still very much a summary, certainly, um, it's it's uh, within the Chaitanya Charitamrita. It's quite extensive. In comparison, uh, the teachings to Rupa Goswami find in chapter nineteen, and it's only part of chapter nineteen. Uh, so it's very, it's quite brief. Okay, now this all begins with this famous question from Sri Sanatana Goswami. Ke ami kene amai jare tapatroi iha nahi jani kemone hitohoi. And I've underlined three question words in the verse. Um, there's, yeah, there's K. Oops, didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And there's, oops, no. Okay, we're still learning the tricks of this thing. Um, oh, that's because it's there. Want this? Yeah. So, K, K, Ami. Who am I? <laughs> Who am I, and why am I suffering? 
Why am I suffering? Uh, tapa tried the three kinds of miserable conditions. And the third question, Kamone, Hitahoi, uh, how can I be benefited? How can I be benefited if I don't know these first, the answers to the first two questions? Ihanahijani. If I don't know who I am and I don't know why I'm suffering, then how can I, um, how can there be hita? How can there be benefit? Yeah, so what I wanted to do here was just point out um, trying a little graphic art here. <laughs> that um, we have this threefold division, Sambandha, Avideya, Prayojana. And we, we can put these as a list, so we can start with Sambandha, and based on Sambandha, we go to Abhideya. We go from who and uh, why to how. Who am I? Why am I suffering? How can I be benefited? And then from there, Abhideya, we can go to Prayojana. But we can also think of this as bi-directional. It's, it's working uh, sort of back and forth. We are, it's, it's not uni, unidirectional, it's, it's, uh, it's going in both directions. What I mean is that we start out by hearing, we hear Jivar Swarupahoy Krishna Nityadas. We we learn uh, who we are, that we are servant of Krishna. Um, as a result, what do we do? We serve Krishna. Rishi Kena Rishi Bhakti Ruchate. We start engaging our senses in Krishna's service. And that leads us to better understanding of who we are. We get a deeper understanding, like, oh yeah, I'm a servant of Krishna. Uh, we get a better understanding of who is Krishna. Our understanding comes through service. Uh, it is the, the knowing that comes from service, which is not available otherwise as we start to feel some reciprocation from Krishna. Mm. And we start to understand from acting abhideya uh, in Krishna consciousness, we have a better understanding of how it is that we suffer when we are not acting in Krishna consciousness. And then both sides of this, Sambandha and Abhideya, both, uh, they are giving us together an understanding of the goal. We get a, an appreciation of just what could possibly be this 
a mysterious thing we call Krishna Prema. And as we understand, as we are made aware, what is this Krishna Prema? For example, we hear the Shikshashtaka prayers, uh, the, uh, the teachings of Mahaprabhu in the form of his Shikshashtaka, uh, which are all expressed in a mood of ecstatic prema. And yet they're all giving also the process. They're emphasizing the, the practice, especially of Sankirtan, of chanting the holy name. And in the very end, Ashli Shiva Bharatang Pinashtumam, we get uh, Mahaprabhu's expressing the mood of Srimati Radharani in her utter um, dedication to Krishna, no matter what conditions uh, she finds herself in. So all of that vision is then sort of feeding, it's, it's enriching our understanding of Sambandha and Amideya. Okay, now all of this is, again, Siddhanta. And Siddhanta, we remember, is something that should be presented in a brief way um, so that we can ask the question, So that when a statement in Shastra comes up, we can ask ourselves, okay, how does this fit uh, with our Siddhanta? Or does it fit? And there's a few essays on this. Okay, this is getting into... Difficult stuff. These are... Okay, that was the end of the book. What we've been discussing the last few weeks is actually the end of this book, the supplement on... on uh, um, Hermeneutics, let's see now. Now I need to go back. It's a big book. Um, not quite sure where to go. Okay, principles. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about this yesterday. We talked about this overarching principle, understanding tradition through Srila Prabhupada, accepting Prabhupada as the representative and conveyor of the essence of the tradition and parampara in the most appropriate way for our understanding and application. Um, and then some quotes here. I, I think all I gave before was this one 
from Svetashvatara Upanishad. Yasya deve parabaktir yata deve tatagaro tasyaite katita hyarta prakashante mahatmana. For the mahatmas, the great souls, um, arta, the meaning, mm, uh, of what is spoken, katita, is prakasha. It becomes manifest um, when there is mm, implicit bhakti. It's translated as implicit faith. The word is bhakti. Parabhakti, parabhakti, uh, highest bhakti, in the Lord and the Guru. Okay, um, let's take a short quote. Morning Walk, Los Angeles, Prabhupada says, Our whole process is following the example of predecessors, nothing independent. So that principle should be followed. We do not accept any preceptor who is free from the predecessors. Um, hmm. So there are a lot of gurus in India um, who don't identify themselves with predecessors. And they will say that they have um, had direct realization and uh, they may have so many followers. Prabhupada says, well, we don't follow them unless they're identifying with predecessors. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go to the next page. Okay, this is uh, from Bhagavatam Purport, Canto 7, Chapter 15, Verse 56. As recommended in Bhagavad Gita, Acharya Pasanam, one must approach the Acharya for real knowledge. And then he quotes, Tatvigyanartam Sagarum Eva Abhigachet. Mundaka Upanishad. One must approach the Acharya, for then one will receive perfect knowledge. When guided by the spiritual master, one attains the ultimate goal of life. Now, sometimes in lectures, Prabhupada would quote this, and he will say, let's see if I can do this now. He will emphasize, well, that's, we can make it thicker. He'll emphasize abhigachet, and he'll say that uh, this is imperative. Mm -hmm. So it's a kind of imperative. In Sanskrit, there's... Uh, this is called vidhi lean. Uh, vidhi means when there's rules, 
when there's some ritual to be done, then the particular form of the verb, which is telling you what to do, is called the vidhi-lean form. And that's what this is. And it's not, it's not it, technically it's not imperative, as is, uh, what is it called, lut? I don't remember now. Uh, the full imperative, like when Krishna says, sarva-dharman parityaja, mam ekam sharanam vraja, that vraja is fully imperative. Do it, go, go to the shelter of me. Uh, but this abhigat is quite a strong, it's not a total imperative, but it's um, imperative enough in the sense that tatvigyanartam, if you want to understand artha, uh, the vigyana of that, of the ultimate truth. So if you want that, then you must do this. You must approach a guru. If you don't want that, then you don't have to approach a guru. <laughs> That's kind of the idea. Um, so it's if you want a certain result, then you must do. That's the vidhiling. Okay. And Prabhupada would often emphasize his own success in these terms. Letter to Brihaspati. Uh, November 17th, 1971. I am successful in my teaching work because I have not deviated one inch from my spiritual master's instruction. This is my only qualification. And to Jai Pataka Swami, 1970, April 17th, Regarding our books, the words are ambrosial because they are not my personal words. They are instructions of my predecessors, and I am just trying to administer them to my best knowledge. That is the way of parampara system. We have nothing to manufacture but simply carry the message as a faithful person. That will be effective. So Prabhupada wanted his message to be effective, and that's how he saw it will be effective. Oh, we may have started this. Uh, Giriraj Swami explaining. Yeah, okay, this was, it was about observing a Kadashi. Hmm. So he's talking about 
the instruction Prabhupada gave about Ekadashi, which is nice to remember since tomorrow is Ekadashi. Um, let's see, given, given that Srila Prabhupada derives his authority from the tradition, we find places where he told us that individually we can take on greater austerities on Ekadashi as fully within our tradition, the harmonizing would be that we would not impose those greater austerities on official ISKCON programs, nor propagate them as being higher or better than what he gave us. Yeah, there was a time in uh, 1988 in Vrindavan, um, the late His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami was there, and uh, I was also there. Um, yeah, a few senior, quite senior devotees were there, Burijan Prabhu, Dhanadar Swami Maharaj, Sachinandan Swami Maharaj, they were all there. And <laughs> Tamal Krishna Maharaj got inspired that he wanted to do the full Ekadashi fast, the way it's described in the Hari Bhakti Vilasa. And uh, his way of doing things was always kind of, he would get everybody involved <laughs> one way or another. <laughs> and so he invited a few of us to join him to do this fast. You eat, I don't think we followed the thing that you eat only one meal the day before. I don't remember that. Uh, but we did the full fast on Ekadashi. Um, trying to remember if we did it near Jal or not. I think we did near Jal. And staying up all night and, the, and then having kirtan and having discussion. And we did this all together with Goswami Maharaj in his place where he was staying. And it was, um, it was nice, it was very nice. Um, the all-night session was, yeah, it was kind of challenging, but because we were in a group and because we had this determination, uh, it went well. And we had some very interesting discussions, and that was especially favorite uh, feature for Tamal Krishna Maharaj. Um, he, he made a list of topics that we should discuss, controversial topics. Keep us awake, like some controversy. Uh, Okay, there's quite a bit on this subject of Srila Prabhupada's, how we understand. Okay, it may be good to read this about Sridhar's commentary. As many of you may know, uh, we give great honor to Srila Sridhar Swami uh, as the oldest extant commentary. Um, extant means still available, 
And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu praises him very much and rather strongly condemns uh, Sri Vallabhacharya for not showing proper respect for Sridhar Maharaj. At least that's according to Krishnadas Kaviraj. The oldest extant commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam was written by Sridhar Swami. Older commentaries are known only by name or isolated fragments. No solid evidence supports his exact lifespan. Uh, one scholar, Karl Potter, has tentatively assigned his birth to the beginning of the 15th century. Though he may have lived earlier, mm, in India, more than one century is usually needed for a commentary on traditional literature to become established as authority. As far as is known, Sridhar Swami did not belong to any of the major Vaishnav schools, but was probably an initiated member of Shankara's Advaita Sampradaya. Nonetheless, the opinions he expressed in his commentaries on Srimad Bhagavatam and Vishnu Purana were staunchly Vaishnava. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's cutting comments to Vallabhacharya, a prominent Vaishnava, testify to the great respect Chaitanya had for Sridhar's opinions, as Lord Chaitanya's biographer Krishnadas Kaviraj recounts. Oh, and then we get the quote, okay. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu smilingly replied, one who does not accept the Swami, or husband, as an authority, I consider a prostitute. You have dared criticize Sri Dharma Swami, and you have begun your own commentary on the Srimad Bhagavatam, not accepting his authority. That is your false pride. Sridhar Swami is the spiritual master of the entire world because by his mercy we can understand the Srimad Bhagavatam. I therefore accept him as a spiritual master. Mm, whatever you might write, due to false pride, trying to surpass Sridhar Swami would carry a contrary purport. Therefore, no one would pay attention to it. One who comments on the Bhagavatam following in the footsteps of Sridhar Swami will be honored and accepted by everyone. Okay. Um, okay, so that's, so Sridhar Swami is, is foundational and ours is a commentarial tradition. Uh, we understand Shastra with commentary. 
So that's an important point of hermeneutics. Obvious, perhaps. Let's just go briefly to Pandava and Bhagavati's question. Based on Dhammadarashtakam, Krishna's shark-shaped earring swings. Have you seen a deity who has such earrings? I've tried to buy but could not find. <laughs> well, what's said there as shark shape is um, makara. And a makara is a sort of combination of a shark and sometimes an elephant and sometimes some other animal is a makara. And this is quite common in South India, this sort of ornament. Um, and so if you're looking in North India, if you're looking in Vrindavan, for example, you may not see. Although, I don't know, I think I've seen. They, they may make them look just like kind of fish. Mm. Yeah, I remember years ago worshipping Gornitai in uh, Schloss Rittershof. We had ear ornaments for Gornitai that were kind of fish-shaped. But uh, for real makara, I think you'd have to look in South India. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just uh... mm -hmm. oh, that's where the chat is, okay. Oh, but I can't see it and see the screen at the same time. Yes, Makara is a kind of crocodile, indeed. Well, is it a crocodile or is it a combination of a crocodile and something else? Maybe. One day we may know the answer to that definitively, and when we do, we can make a definite announcement. Um, Hare Krishna Maharaj, Subhapi yes. here. Yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think Makara can be more uh, like an alligator, uh, which has narrow, uh, like crocodile has broader jaw, whereas Makara has uh, narrower jaw. Okay. <laughs> 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 Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now we know. We can rest peacefully. Um, yeah, which verse is that now? Um, it's the first one, isn't it? Nama Mishvaram Satchitananda Rupam Lasa Kundalam Gokule Rajamanam. So it's, it's uh, Kundala. And Kundala, I think, can be any sort of ear ornament 
Lasat Kundalam Gokuli, and they're they're swinging and shining. Uh, and they're they're reflecting off the cheeks of Krishna. Okay, somebody we're hearing some background noise from someone. So that must be a sign that it's time to end for today. <laughs> so I will say thank you all for joining us. Um, and I do wish you a wonderful week. And our thanks to our translators. And um, what else? Was there something else? Oh, there may, there's been some birthdays. Ananda Mayi had a birthday, but that's already some weeks ago. A, late, a belated happy birthday to Ananda Mayi. Anyone else have a birthday that's come up or will be coming up? Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Yes. Analia. 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 Oh. Yes, today. Please wish her a happy birthday for us. <laughs> okay. Good. Anantakoti Vaishnavavinda ki jai. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Gaur Premanande Hari Hari Bhagavad.